Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. So, uh, because I made it, I made a sort of an uh, announcement that I wouldn't mean to make a surprise. Okay, so last, yes, on Tuesday, mm-hmm. on Tuesday I made a surprise announcement. I didn't mean it to be a surprise announcement because uh, I just forgot it about it. It was a surprise. But it was a surprise. So I better let everybody know because I think it, everybody knows who listens to the podcast that at least I went in for some tests. So, um, so yeah, though I have like, uh, I just call them cancer holes because they're like these like wounds or whatever. One's in my arm, one's in my leg. I had to go in and have them removed and have them biopsy and all this thing. So it turns out that it is cancer, mm-hmm. but it's not like the melanoma. It's like basal something, basal Hayden. I don't know what it is. It's something like that. One's basal, and then the other one's like a sarcoma or something. So it's not like the stuff that like the doctors all freaked out about. But I gotta go and see a dermatologist. And they gotta give me the whole body scan, mm-hmm. and they gotta take off the mm-hmm. rest, my other parts of my body, and then I'll be good to go. So that's the update. Nothing to worry about. Just you know, taking care of business. So there you go. There it is. Have you told your wife yet? Yeah, yeah. I, t- I told my wife. Yeah, and told the kids. Now, did they find out on the podcast like I did? Uh, no. Uh, let's see. I, I told Jen before I told you. Well, because she was there when I got the call. Okay, you know, of course. And, well, I would uh, assume that she would know before me. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, and then uh, yeah, I, I, I told the kids, and then yeah, but they're all but they're not freaking out. They know what's going on. So uh, they, they start to get freaked out because it's like, so you guys know I had these tests done and it is cancer and their eyes get big. I'm like, it's, of course. Not, it's not that kind of cancer. What do you, what do you lead with that? You know, it's, uh, what do we lead with? Daddy's not going to die. That Now it's like, wait, what? Are you going to die? <laughs> Who said anything about dying? So uh, everything's fine. And uh, yeah, what I like, what, what's been fun, if you don't know what's been fun. Uh, oh, you're going to tell uh, everyone what you're uh, doing to me? Oh, uh, just like, just our all access listeners know that, uh, you know, Jimmy's a very sensitive person. He cares about people, he cares about me. And so he was really worried about me. So uh, I keep, uh, you know, I sort of play up the cancer thing, you know. Yeah, just to make him uncomfortable. Yeah, well, we sit there good. just talking on the phone about just some church related thing. Mm. And uh, maybe something that, like, hey, you got to, you know, hey, remember to follow up on this. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's got to get done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just by cancer. Yeah. It's going to give me some time. You know, take things take me a little bit. You're just horrible. You know? Just horrible. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it runs in my family, you know. I took my grandma. My mom had breast cancer. I know. That's why I worry. You know? Yeah. Well, I just have, like, you know, Basil Hayden. So, it's fine. <sighs> that, that new Basil Hayden's good. Yeah. That is good. I know. We need to uh, we need to get that whole line that they have the four bottles mm, and then do like mm-hmm. a little little, little tasting. taste test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be, that'd be nice. Hey, listen, we should also tell everybody about the store because um, if you haven't seen on oh on, that's right on, yes. on the Instagram on the gram, uh, Jofo store has been updated with our T-shirt. So we have like five of our classic designs that everybody likes, like. Um, Banter of Truth yeah. or Anti-Intinction mm. uh, or the old like annual t-shirts with all the cool designs. Yep, yep. We also got some new designs. Charles Haddon, Spurgeon Signature, some Brian Malcolm originals. Yeah. If you like Dungeons and Dragons, there's a yeah. take on Dungeons and Dragons for D&D. It's like some to really honest, cool that's stuff. A, that's one of my favorites. It's really good. It's really good. And Brian has one with our new logo on the front and the back. It has a quote from the 1689 chapter mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. So head on over to jofostore.com. You can get some gear. Everything's ready to go, and uh, people are already getting in and checking it out. So, uh, and I ordered one. So there you go. I ordered one. I have it at. Uh, hopefully, I'll get it in a couple of days. 
I might give you free shipping. So yeah, it's too late because I didn't get free shipping. So (laughs) (laughs) I paid the shipping. That's all right. And uh, yeah, you know, so yeah, that's, uh, that's good. Hey, you know what else is going on? Uh, oh yes. What? Uh, mm, you don't. You just, no, yeah, I, I okay, do. You don't. But I, you, yes, what, I do. What's it called? Uh, our oh. Southwest Conference. But what's it called? Uh, redeeming. Nope. Reform. Yep. Evangelism. <laughs> yeah, redeeming reform. No, evangelism. reforming evangelism. Oh, reforming yeah. evangelism. Yeah, yeah. It's a conference on uh, on evangelism, man, and and how to get back to it, and what it really is, what it isn't, and it's going to be practical. We're really excited about it. It's going down in Burleson, Texas, on February 29th. Uh, people are registering. It's going to be a great small. It's a micro conference, right? Yeah. It's like this yeah, is yeah. this is like the intimate setting. We get to hang out. We're going to do a live D and D. We're going to do a hangout at night. Smoke some, some some cigars. So head on over to. Uh, I'll, smoke, I'll smoke one. Yeah, me too. And then I'll smoke another. It'll be this one. Uh, you know, smoke that baby stuff. I'm, I'm going to bring a baby one. It's like the size of a toe. You're mm. like, it's like a little cigar toe. Um, These have become my favorites. I know. You, you say every time you smoke one, you have to tell me that. It's become my favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite now. Mm-hmm. It's not even lit. I know, that's a lot. So uh, where do they go, Jimmy? They go to doctrineanddevotion.com slash SW Conference. Boom. Go over there, get all the details, register. We look at, we're really looking forward to seeing you guys and hanging good. out with our friends at uh, at Grace. So, uh, Jimmy, we got a bunch of emails. They pile up, and uh, so I grabbed a few for us to talk about today, and um, I want to just jump on in. All right, let's do it here. Hold on, let me... You want me to read the first one? Yeah, please. Okay. This is from Ben. Today, my question is specifically for Jimmy. Oh. So... You mentioned going to see Spider-Man No Way Home, and your friend, I think he means Greg, your friend talked during the movie. Well, I saw Spider-Man on opening weekend with my friend, whom I serve with on the worship team at my young adult's ministry. And when it came to the part where Aunt May gives the speech about with great power comes great responsibility, my friend immediately whispers, Oh, now she gonna die, right before she collapses in front of Peter. Mm -hmm. Is my friend still qualified to serve in ministry? Best regards, Ben Mayfield. All right, so, Ben. Here's the thing. Mm. Any talker yeah. should be mm-hmm. cast aside. Yeah. At least. At least. Cast out. Cast out. Outer darkness. You but here's here's the difference here, right? Is this was that, that was a, a good moment for them to understand. Yes. In in understanding the movies and understanding the comic book, knowing that that saying Right, it like so before know, Uncle Ben's death. Correct yeah. is it leads up to a death, mm. right? So yeah, very well done. But keep it to yourself. What yeah. happens? Someone don't know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Let, let, that's let called it, it play out. That's a spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. Uh, just interrupted. Yeah, it's, I, yeah. Uh, listen, Ben. Um, he's. He, I don't think he's disqualified from ministry, but you don't need to hang out with him anymore. You have our permission See, to not hang thing. out with him. I don't know if they can be trusted. Yeah, you cannot be trusted with the truth. Yeah, but he told the truth. He didn't keep a secret. He's not. A, it's not we're not. We're not Gnostics. We're not keeping secrets from people. We're telling no, allow everybody. Allow people to figure it out on their okay, own. Okay. Well, Jimmy and I might disagree on this, <laughs> uh, but we both agree. Stop talking during the movies. I just. I just don't. Why people? So why? You know, my son Elias, seventeen-year-old. Uh, he's, he's he's going out with this girl. Yeah. And she, uh, you know, I've met him. Okay, my son. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's dating a girl though. He's dating. You're like, I met him. I'm like, he's not dating a guy. He's dating a girl. It was a little confusing. Yeah. So, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And I so, was not insinuating. So, that. my son is dating this girl, a really cool uh, young lady, and uh, they'll come over and they'll watch a show or something. Mm. And uh, I picked up on a couple of things. You know, my son's kind of into movies, like his dad. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was talking to him the other night. I go, is uh, is this girl into movies? And he's like, yeah, she likes movies. And I'm like, yeah, but 
you know, she seems like a talker. And he goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's a talker. She'll talk through the whole movie. <laughs> nah. I'm like, yeah. Okay, man. Well, so not a, has, that can't has, be that serious of a relationship. So, yeah, has, has he let her down yet? Uh, no, no, because I don't think there's necessarily a deep well of young ladies that he can draw from if he were to just cast aside this one. You know, Joey, the way you're making that sound is mm-hmm. take what you can get, son. Uh, no, I'm, I'm saying this is all you're going to get. And, uh, <laughs> you know, be careful. You know, you just, I mean, uh, here's a, there's a difference between you and him. Like for you, I can understand that. It's like, I'm not dating. There was I'm no way. I don't know what I'm saying. There was no way you're going to get, you know, anyone at the caliber of Jen. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Elias has what you don't have. What's that? What, like one inch on me? Big deal. Well, okay. Well, he's got, he's, he's a little bit taller. Yeah. Uh, he looks better. Yeah. He's got a better personality. Nah. People like him. I disagree. He's approachable. Mm. He's quite that's friendly. That's a weakness. <laughs> he's friendly so far you're talking about weaknesses i don't really know <laughs> he's got he's got a great reputation yeah he does yeah nobody hates him he's a gentleman yeah yeah it's true that's true he's got a lot going for him he does he's a hard worker yeah except when i needed him that one day he wanted to sleep in yeah i don't know still <laughs> whatever it's like brah i know all right we got another email mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this one's about all about a, all about evangelism all right uh hey guys Thank you again for your podcast. You both are such a blessing, even in the banter. I really enjoyed your podcast on evangelism. You know, that's a that's like the fifth time I've heard that. People really enjoyed that podcast, Joe. Uh, it was helpful to think this through from a Reformed Baptist perspective. I grew up in a charismatic, non-denominational church that made me feel such pressure to get that, quote, decision, close quote, for Jesus. It constantly left me feeling like a failure. Now, viewing this from a reform perspective, I see that it's only my job to spread the seed of God's word, but it's the Holy Spirit's job to bring the sinner to repentance. What are your thoughts about Living Waters Ministries and the way of the master? Also, are there any other evangelism resources that you'd recommend? Mm-hmm. So, Joe, Living Waters Ministry. Yeah, so... I mean, I can gather what they're about by the name. Well, you know, I, th- well, I, I, I'm not sure. I know way of the master and I, I think they're connected. Okay. But, uh, so, so, so let me, I'm going to look at way. So, okay. So way of the, what do we think about way of the master? Um, are you familiar with way of the master? Uh, that's the Kirk Cameron thing. He was a part of it. Uh, at least he was, he was for a while. I guess we should have asked Jen. It's, it's Ray. Con- yeah, she, yeah, she would know, uh, <laughs> way of the master. And, uh, so uh, Ray comfort, uh, is, is an evangelist and he goes out there. Okay. Oh, I know. Okay, right. Okay. And he does. Uh, he does. He does evangelism. He does it in a particular way. And so, what's what's good about the way of the master and Ray Comfort's approach is he pushes hard on a law gospel uh, contrast, right? So he, he he talks to people about sin and the God, and God's law. He shows them that we are all lawbreakers mm-hmm. and worthy of God's condemnation, that we deserve death and judgment. And so he focuses on that. Once they got that, then he moves to Jesus. So law gospel distinction, uh, emphasis, very good. And, uh, and he essentially seems to walk them through the Ten Commandments, and he okay. says things like, um, have you ever told a lie? And then somebody will be like, yeah. And like, so what does that make you? 
I guess it makes me a liar. Good, cool. Have you ever? And then he just kind of walks through it. He's like, "Say it." So I have to, you know. It's, yeah. Kind of yeah. walks it out, and so all that's really yeah. Good. So it's not like how dare you? Yeah. It's like hey, yeah, you and I, we've all lied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, law we've gospel broken this law. Yeah. What I don't like about it is, first of all, there's n- there's no perfect uh, approach out there that you that you can adopt. They all have you know strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, yeah. Or hopefully, most of them have strengths, and they all have some weaknesses. Um, what I what what maybe I don't like about that is that it still comes off very uh, cheesy. Like when I watch those videos that he's doing, it's very kind of showy and like sort of like gotcha. You know, I I it doesn't seem like it's a serious conversation. It seems like it's more of like a because it, it is an interview on the street. It's like an interview on the street style approach. And so now that just may be because the cameras are on. And that's what's going on. So that. Heavily yeah, scripted I to, approach. Like, I don't oh, like. It. Oh, it's heavily scripted. Well, I mean, it because it's always the same. He always does the same thing, and so it it, it is clearly. It's almost like a one approach fits all type situation. Yeah, and of course, it doesn't have to be that. No, no. But no. it just it's it oftentimes comes off that way, and people tend to do this. You know, they see somebody doing it, and then they replicate it over and over and over again. So it can yeah, be I, a little repetitious. Because I wonder, like, like you said, you know, it may be cheesy, and I, I I've not seen it. I don't remember it actually. Um, but I'm wondering if like there's trying to kind of be disarming in the midst of it, right? I don't know. I, I mean, it could be. I didn't. I don't get that as much. I mean, I think he's, you know, he's 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 a nice guy. Rick Comfort's a good guy. Um, and he goes, you know, law unpacks it. It just it comes off like, uh, you know, that guy. Uh, oh man, I don't know his name. He's a skinny dude, and he's he, he has like a, a YouTube channel, and he does interviews, and he's like a talk show guy. And it's just, uh, I can't remember his name. You guys, you you guys probably know what I'm talking about. I think he does the what, W-U-T or something. Anyways, it, it, guys, they, some of these guys come off very much like a character. Uh, like like a, was he on TV? Like was yeah, the guy I, John Krasinski? From The Office? Yeah, because he had like a podcast or YouTube show called Some oh, Good News. Well, yeah, no, it's, it, it's more like, it's more like a formal television style show with you know cameras mm-hmm. and everything mm. it's just i don't know there's a there's a there's an element of of cheesiness to the whole thing but that's not necessarily a part of it you can use the principles and way of the master and i, and I think do a good job because there's you know law gospel it can also still lead into like pray the sinner's prayer and now you're good mm-hmm. to go um though i haven't seen ray do that so but my bottom line is uh two things here in light of this email one is uh, learn from some really good, or at least learn from the better examples that are out there. Way of the Master, you might consider that one of the better ones. Two Ways to Live is another good one. It's a, it's a tract and it's an approach that you can check out. I think that one comes from Australia or something. Um, but two, two Ways to Live is good. Uh, but the main thing is, is, is learn what you can from other people's approaches because at least these people are trying, they're doing it, they're getting out there. So yeah. I have no hate for people that are out there yeah. evangelizing. Yeah. Uh, even if I like, I don't like the way they're doing it, at least they're doing it. Yeah, and I, I love that you point that out, right? Because it's very easy for any of us to mm-hmm. take a look at somebody's approach and pick out all the flaws. Especially for us Calvinists. We tend to, we tend we're, to notice. We're, oh, <laughs> yes. We're flaws. very, very good at like really distinguishing, oh, here's the flaw and let's throw everything out. Yeah. The flaw is all. Yeah. And so, yeah, pick it out then. Uh, what is good about that approach? And, and like Joe said, just even just getting out there yeah, that's- is a huge step that, even you know, I would say a lot of Reformed Baptists that should know better, like you know what I mean, a lot yeah. of Reformed Baptists that 
you know, uh, maybe have a, a they they think they have a better understanding of what should happen, but don't do. Yeah, and that's that's most Christians. But I just again, we tend to address Calvinists more than anybody else because that's our group, mm-hmm. and uh, we should be the most evangelistic because we believe that God is sovereign and converts sinners, and all we have to do is preach the word. So why don't we get out there and do it? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. You also said, is there anything else out there? Yeah, I guess that's about it. Uh, but yeah, just do it. Just get out there and do it. That's what we're pushing ourselves to do more these days. Uh, Jimmy and I, it's what we're pushing the church to do. We also got an email uh, about deacons from this guy, Cameron. He said, hey guys, I'm a deacon in my church. You guys talk a lot about elders, but I'd love to hear about deacons in your church. Thanks so much and love the podcast. Mm. All right, so very good question and really good point. We haven't talked very much about deacons and we should be talking more about deacons. Yeah. And the reality is... The reason we probably haven't spoken much about deacons is because we haven't put enough of an emphasis on deacons in our own church. And that largely falls on me um, because that's more of my area of leadership development and all of that. We have wonderful deacons. We have uh, 10 yeah. people, uh, you know, I guess nine, I think. Uh, I'm, I think I include myself in that number, but we have uh, we have a great group of men and women serving as deacons slash deaconesses, and they're godly, they're doing great work. And there are different approaches. Uh, so when we talk about deacons, we are assuming a distinction between deacons and elders mm. and that every church should have a plurality of both, right? So el- so some churches have a pastor, one pastor, and then a bunch of deacons, and the deacons tend to function like elders or a hybrid between deacons and elders. Yeah, we're, uh, we're not uh, the weird like hybrid, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> you need both because there's a lot to get done and they wind up doing some different things. And so, I mean, I, I, so... I mean, at the risk of really just being generalized here, right? When we're talking about elders, we're talking about those that are called to shepherd the church, right? There's oversight and yep. care uh, for the shepherding ministry and, and the preaching ministry. Yeah, ministry of the ministry word. And prayer, mm-hmm. right? Uh, for the church itself, right? Now, the deacons assist in that by serving, right? They serve God's people um, in tangible ways yeah practical ways uh, practical mm-hmm. ways but they they they're you know also then in, in that they're assisting the elders yeah in part of that shepherding work maybe not that not at the pastoral level but at the practical level yeah yeah the you know we, we we see that you know how deacons emerge in the book of acts and um and, and you can you can see as as the church grows and develops and and issues and problems and needs arise there becomes a need like wow we need to appoint people for this particular yes. service yes so um, this year we're actually uh, working hard to invest more in our deacons and deaconesses to highlight them so the church knows who they are, what they're doing. Uh, we really want to leverage the deacons and their gifts to be as useful as, as they want and as useful mm-hmm. as possible. Um, and so the way that, that we tend to look at it in general is to say that deacons, uh, each deacon, deaconess, have a particular or particular uh, areas of interest, ministries that they are heading up. They're recruiting people to help serve in those teams. Um, you know, so and this includes everything from you know audiovisual to mercy ministries uh, to communion. Uh, you know, uh, sacraments and mm-hmm, setting up mm-hmm, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a there's a bunch of of area prison ministries. There's a bunch of areas that uh, that deacons tend to get plugged into. And they, uh, those needs are really determined by the particular congregation. Some are sort of universal, but then others might be unique to your particular church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we put them in, and um, what I would say is, you know, you want us to talk about deacons, I would just say this, uh, for a church to be healthy and for the people to be well cared for, you need elders and deacons 
all functioning well and and understanding the distinction yeah yeah the, the church needs to know the distinction and yep. elders and deacons because elders listen it's not just, i know some people think like deacons are trying to act like elders nah, you know and i think in a healthy church um that that won't happen of course it can always happen but it, it just as often elders will wind up doing deacon stuff and they want to micromanage and control everything and it's mm -hmm. like so that problem can go either way or if they, or if the elders are not functioning properly deacons will see a void and try to fill it they'll step in sure you know so you got to have both you want to understand both and you want to invest in both um and so yeah that's something that we're actually uh we're, we're paying attention to and i actually actually just this week sent out an email uh explaining the schedule the meetings that we're going to have i'm going to be offering some teaching we're going to be do doing some collaboration and some praying together and uh problem solving so i'm really excited about this year because we are you know reinvesting in in these people that are called to serve the church in very important ways um so if you only have one you're if you only have deacons or if you only have elders, you're, you're not going to be able to do all the things God wants you to do. Mm. Um, and we're going to come back to deacons because since we're working on it here at Redeemer, the stuff that we're talking yeah. about at church. It'll be stuff, especially on like on banter truth. I mean, that's just a really yeah. good time for us to kind of process those things out loud right. uh, as we're working it through. So our, our, you know, our all access are going to, you know, hear you're, a bit more. You're going to be getting more of that stuff. Getting yeah. more of that stuff at the, at the practical level of, of, you know, how do deacons function? How do right. you train deacons? Mm -hmm. If you're looking to be a deacon, like that's, yeah, what's, a, that's the, a good, what's the what's the path? Even? What's the path, right? Yeah. How do you on ramp? If that? you're not highlighting the diaconate and, and explaining what it is, and people don't know whether or not they should pursue that or be a part of it, like yeah. seek to be exactly, a part of it. exactly. And we've got so many great people. Um, so we got, oh, we got another email. Uh, this one is from. Go ahead, Joe. Michael, I believe that's Mikal. Well, uh, yeah. If I was a foreigner, I might say it that way, but I'm not. I am an American in America reading an email. It, I mean, you see the punctuation. Uh, what's that called, Jimmy? I don't know. It's called an umlaut. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So, Mikal. Yeah, I'm actually, let me zoom and see. That. Yep, that's what it is. All right. So, uh, Michael. Yeah, so Mikal says. Or Michelle. All right. Uh, go ahead. All right. I've recently started getting into theology for my own enjoyment and desire to learn. There's so many resources. I saw one of your videos regarding the subject, which had great recommendations that are on my list and some new. I just got Grudem's and Calvin's Institute of the Christian Religion. My next one will probably be the Reformed Systematic Theology from Crossway, which I hear is great. But I'm looking to read more than just the Reformed and Calvinist positions. I would like to know if you have any recommendations concerning other positions that are prevalent out there. I hope you'll be able to direct me to some good resources. I thank you in advance. God bless you and your ministry. Thank you, Mikkel. Michelle, Michael, whatever your name is. <laughs> Drop the umlaut, man. Come on. I don't, I don't even, like, I, okay, let me look that up. What, what is that? I are are you going to look to see how to, how to pronounce it? I'm just, you know, I'm just not, I don't know, man. There's something about it. It seems weird, okay? Why is it weird? Say, I, I don't know. I've never seen a person's name with an umlaut in it. And so I'm just not sure what to do with it, you know? I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like he's attacking us with his culture, you know? <laughs> I feel like, you know, you, 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 should, you should, you know. Like, listen, I'm very fragile as a, as a white man. And, um, okay, let's see here. Uh, okay, when I put it in, okay, yeah. It just, well, there are, I see other people with the name, just like that. Is it Mikal? Well, it does, I can't see any. It just, these are just people. Pro, pro nun. Pro, pronunciation. Pronunciation. There we go. Uh, how to pronounce 
this. Okay. And it says, um, okay, that doesn't do it. I'll do this one. There you go. Ready? Yep. Transnames.com. Here we go. Michael. Michael. It's French. Okay. Right. So Michael. Yeah, Michael. Yeah. Michael. Okay. So, All right. So I, I mispronounced it then, yeah? Yeah. Well, okay. neither one of us know what we're doing. All right. So Joe. Yep. Looking to read more than just the reformed and Calvinist positions, yep. I would like to know if you have any recommendations concerning other positions that are prevalent out there. All right, cool. Toss Grudem. Because <laughs> you want a real reformed uh, Sistio, so pick up the one-volume Burkhoff. That's We always recommend that. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Keep Grudem. It's fine. But it's not a reformed Sistio. It's not even a proper Sistio. It's fine, but it's just... You want uh, Burkhoff's one-volume systematic theology. Yeah, it's like a condensed, easier-to-read uh, uh, Bavink, which is four volumes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get Burkhoff. You want to have that on your shelf. Uh, in terms of non-systematic theologies, uh, the, well, I think he's saying non-reformed. I mean, sorry, non-reformed. That's right, non-Calvinistic, non-reformed. Uh, the two that I am most familiar with that I've read would be um, A. H. Strong and Millard Erickson. I, I so, know I, I'm familiar with Strong. Okay, so uh, Strong was a Baptist uh, of some sort, and I believe it's been a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Erickson uh, was a Baptist. Erickson. Um, is was a is a popularly used systematic theology because it's a proper systeo and it's it's well composed but it's not reformed and so um, even like and if you go to Southern like I know they were having us use Erickson mm-hmm. in a lot of systeo classes uh, even though I was like why it's like why not just use Burkhoff well because he's Baptist like yeah but it's not as good as Burkhoff so why yeah. are we using Burkhoff yeah well because he's Baptist like fine have it as a supplement but that's just me um, but yeah pick up Erickson because uh, there you're going to read some different perspectives and Erickson actually is very is pretty fair in saying here's the calvinistic position he tends to represent it well without you know um taking pot shots yeah yeah. he's not like a latent flower sometimes will misrepresent uh as an anti-calvinist uh what calvinism says and i feel like erickson he's not calvinistic but he's he's not hating on calvinism he's like here are the arminian calvinist views and my view is somewhere in the middle and so i think you know like when i hear this uh i mean here's some of my thoughts i think those are all good joe um for me i think i'd be looking more at different commentaries like and different commentaries that are faithful to give the multiple views, right? Because uh, I think trying to find multiple views of like having four or five systematic theology is is cumbersome. I'm not going to go check every single one of them, right? But if there's a commentary series that that is trusted, that is fair, um, like the like Pillar, like Pillar's a good mm-hmm. you know series. Some of them, some of the books are, you know, here's the, with any commentary series, some authors are better than others. Right, right. right. And but when, as you're going through some of them, they, they should give, hey, here are the different you know points or different you know viewpoints as you're, you know, addressing like the sovereignty of God or you're addressing yeah. uh, justification, things like that. Right. And those are more passage based. So, it, you know, it's, it's harder Correct. to So like, you know, if you're looking, you're talking about positions. So if you want to identify positions, go to the Sistios. Um, and then if you're studying a particular passage, then, yeah, you want to you definitely want to read more than just John Gill. Uh, you know, yes. you want to read more yes, than yes, just yes. Kistemacher. Uh, you you want to broaden yourself out and see. Because just because somebody isn't a Calvinist doesn't mean that they misinterpret all of Scripture. It Correct. just means that we have differences of opinion on certain passages. Um, but, you know, good exegetes, uh, by and large, are, are pretty good. And we, we get to these more difficult passages and we wind up having different opinions. So, yeah, man, it's good. It's it's really good. I think that's uh that's that's important. All right, we got one more. One and, more. Uh, Here we go. This is the popular one. A lot of people were talking about this. All right, go so ahead. So we haven't yet, but uh, all right, David. 
Thank you guys for the podcast. It has proven to be helpful to me, and you all actually are funny. Thank you, <laughs> unlike all the other Christian podcasts. Uh, funny, enough to, funny enough to make me go, <laughs> through my nose. Ha, that's about it. I'll take that. <laughs> it was like such a backhand compliment. Yeah, oh, thanks. Compliment. <laughs> yeah. Compliment. Uh, he says, uh, Lecrae has recently caught flack over a tweet about using apple juice and wheat bread for communion. I've always used those little communion cups prepackaged, and to me, this doesn't seem all that different. They used what they had. I suppose this may fall within the ring of real wine, I think I'm in realm, uh, real wine versus grape juice. I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts. Thanks for your hard work. Dave. David. David B. Uh, and then here's Lecrae's tweet. Just did communion at home with wheat bread and apple juice. Hope this still counts. And of course... Uh, shrug thing, shrug. Yeah, he did the shrug thing, and then he got he got a whole lot of um, he got a whole lot of of hate for it. <laughs> so, and people just like to hate on Lecrae, you know, for a variety of reasons. Um, I I have a bunch of thoughts, Jimmy. You have anything I you want do, to start with? I, I do wonder. So, David, I think you're missing the plot. Is that is that how they say it? Well, I don't know what you're going to say, so I can't tell if you're using right. the right. So, uh, he's saying here, I've you know. Lecrae was about using apple juice and wheat bread for communion. I've always used the little communion cups prepackaged. And to me, this doesn't seem all that different. So David seems to be focusing on the apple juice and wheat bread versus prepackaged as if that's the issue here. Right. I think, David, the issue here, at least for me, is just did communion at home. Well, there are, I think there are two issues. Part of it is are the elements themselves, mm -hmm. um, which I think is a serious issue, and then uh, context of where it's done. Yes, Correct. those are the two, but I, are two I, issues. He's, but he's missing the one. He's missing, I think the context is yes. really key here. Yeah, yeah, that's a major issue. So yeah, yeah. let's talk about that. Let's talk about the, the, the place for communion. So did communion at home? I just, I, I personally, you know, um, we don't do communion at home during lockdown, you know, when we... Uh, we're not able to gather. I think we only lasted what three weeks doing that. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really do it for very long. Yeah, but that's uh, enough. That was but, enough but that. we still had a bunch of people that couldn't come. That couldn't come, and we were doing communion on site and not encouraging people to take communion at home. Correct. Uh, and at the same time, we we don't do communion in our discipleship groups. We don't do communion in our community groups. Yeah. Uh, because the Lord's Supper is on the Lord's Day when the Lord's people gather. Right. Yeah, it's it's an ordinance for the church, right? Where you have you know biblical uh, officers present, right? You have to fence the table, you have to oversee, you have to rightly judge the body, um, and so it's not an individual thing. It's yes, a corporate thing. It's a gift that Jesus gave to uh, the congregation. So, yeah, that's that's the the first problem is that. And again, people disagree on this. They're still Christians. We love each other. It's yep. all good. And we're all fine. Yep, but this we we count this as as a rather you know significant thing to disagree on. Um, and if listen, if uh, if I was at a church and everything was great, but they you know allowed uh, encouraged people to do communion at home, I wouldn't leave the church over it. Mm, I just, I just, I just wouldn't, wouldn't like do it, it at home. Yeah, I, I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, I'm not going to do that thing. And if I had an opportunity, they're asking our feedback. Yeah, this thing you guys do. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we yeah. should be doing that thing. Probably not. So uh, that that's one. And then the other thing, I'd is, probably bring that up if like. They asked me to candidate as an elder. Like, oh, for sure. I don't think I can because yeah. I don't I don't think this is yeah, but it's even fair to to bring up just as a member. If you're a member, you'd be like, yeah. hey man, I know we encourage this. I just wanted to give you my my input and listen, not gonna be divisive about mm -hmm. it. Not gonna not gonna be divisive. You know, no. I'm I'm just gonna just wanna 
I, my conscience won't be clear unless I bring it up. Yep. Uh, yep. And then you, and you share your perspective and then that's it. Good deal. Okay. Um, the other thing are the, are the elements. And I think when we were talking about the elements, um, it's pretty clear that the, the elements used were bread and wine. Yes. Those are the elements. So yes. the elements that should be used matter. Yeah. I think they matter. Bread uh, and fruit, the vine. Yeah. So now people would say, well, but we, a lot of churches do juice, and even Redeemer has wine and juice. Mm -hmm. So obviously you make some concessions. Yes, we make concessions. I, I would argue, though, that, again, there's no perfect way to do this, but what we're trying to do is we're trying to stay as close to the biblical pattern uh, that we see. Mm -hmm. I think uh, we make an exception for grape juice, which is unfermented uh, grape juice, uh, it, whereas wine is fermented grape juice. So it's essentially, it's kind of the same thing. But um, so I, I think it's close enough. And we do that because of uh, uh, drunkenness, alcoholism, people that are still struggling. You know, we don't want that to be an issue. So um, I, I don't, I, I think when you start moving to other elements and you start to say like, well, it's, it's not grape anything it's just it's another juice could you use water can you use coke some people would say sure you, you can do that in fact i've mm. known of missionaries that have used coke and cookies uh on the mission field because they literally couldn't get wine uh i would just say that we're providentially hindered from doing it and wouldn't do it until i could have mm -hmm, wine mm -hmm, and bread but maybe i'm wrong it's possible i'm wrong um so people disagree on this as well uh i just i don't like it we we wouldn't do it so we think you can make some concessions uh you know you can certainly try to be merciful but I don't think uh, apple juice or uh, you know sparkling water works as a, as as an alternative for the Lord's Supper. Wheat bread versus white bread. It's bread. I'm not really concerned. You know, I'm, I'm not getting into all the particulars. Mm, mm, mm. So I think if you're using wine or juice, grape juice, wine, and but even like Calvin does. I mean, I think I think I read it in the Institutes where it like whether it's white or red wine doesn't matter. And for me, I'm like, dang, Calvin, how do you get the analogy of blood without red wine? Like, I don't even like, that makes me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you got to go with your conscience. You got to go with your best understanding of scripture. But here's the thing. Okay, so Lecrae did this. Uh, all right. So I, I'm not, <laughs> we didn't address it because it's like, whatever. But it, it's like, so I, See, I guess. I have to go back. I remember seeing that tweet when it, when it came out, right? And think to myself. I can't remember the con uh, I can't remember the context of it, but I I remember there was no context. I mean, you just well, even even watching the follow up. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I got to go back to it, so don't quote me on this. But I remember stepping away, going, I think he just intentionally tried to trigger everybody. Yeah, well, he's definitely a smart guy. He knows what he's doing with social mm -hmm. media, and there's no way he put that up without knowing that this was going to trigger a big response and yeah. a lot of pushback. He knows that's going to happen. He, he can't say much without it. And so, sure, I think he, I don't think he's trolling. He could be trolling, but he's definitely doing this with an awareness that this is going to provoke people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a part of it. I also think that we should just, listen, okay, so people do stuff that we don't agree with, weird stuff. I think this is kind of weird. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't really like it. But at the end of the day, we are focused on our church. Yep. <laughs> and so, sure, yeah, okay. Um, you can try and speak against it, but it, unless you, you have a platform and you know people are looking to you like most of you are just kind of yelling at each other in the dark and nobody really knows who's saying what or why it matters so it's fine engage it don't engage it uh lecrae i've met lecrae uh nice guy 
don't have a problem with him as a man. Don't like I don't I wouldn't do what he did, but I'm also I'm not I'm not throwing lit matches at him and calling him a heretic for it. Mm. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram, Twitter, at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast at the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. We got that fresh part every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. And we've got that all-access exclusive content. Banter Truth on Tuesdays, weekday wisdom, Monday through Friday. Head on over to DoctrineDevotion.com slash all-access to sign up today. Later.